This segment is sponsored by John Dillon and Dillon Law Group. Do you have legal matters that involve anything gun-related? Well, you need to call attorney John Dillon. If you got problems involving these new red flag laws, what about gun registration questions? How about transportation questions? Maybe you aren't sure that your guns comply with California law. You need to call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon is right here in Carlsbad and specializes in California gun laws. Give him a call at 760-642-7150 or visit the website at Dillon law gp.com all right so we got a little bit of bad news it, it's not terrible news it's not terrible news it's just a little speed bump shall we little say little speed bump we had we had to postpone uh, our second amendment celebration dinner mm-hmm. yet again yet again so the new date is may 1st um uh, don't worry if you bought a ticket uh, all you have to do is move the event on your calendar to yeah. May first. Yeah. It's the same time, the same venue, and all everything's the same except for the date. But if you do need a refund, email us and we'll get you taken care of. Right. But you're not even cashing these checks that other people have already sent in, right? I don't know what you mean by that. Well, I mean, are they still just sitting in the bank waiting for the prom? Well, we have to put deposits down. Oh, we I got gotcha. you. Okay. You know, vendors. Well, I just and, wanted to bring yeah. it up because some people may not know. I didn't. I didn't care to ask. Yeah. Because I was, you know, my little table, I, you know, it, it is what it is. I don't have to do it again, so I'm thrilled. Yeah. I mean, you know, the money raised, we, you know, we have an election here coming up. So yeah. the money we, we, you know, raised, we help support candidates right. and, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, you know, it's an important fundraising event for us, for yeah. sure. But if, you know, like I said, if you, uh, you know, for whatever reason, no questions asked, uh, you need a refund, great. If yeah. not, uh then, you know, hang out with us and... Uh, just wait. Yeah, just wait. Uh, you know, come on May 1st. We've actually had a couple people that said, you know what, I'm just going to buy a table next year, keep my donation, and yeah. I'll I'll repurchase a table next year. And well, let me uh, ask if you, you want to do that, great. Let me ask you a question. Because, you know, I don't have a lot of money, so I bought a little table. When I get close to the prom, can I upgrade? Heck, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. So upgrade if anybody out there bought a base table... And you want a champagne or a oh, wine? No, then you yeah. can upgrade. Yeah, if you bought a basic table and and uh, you know come next year you want to uh, you know upgrade the table, no problem. Well, here's the thing: the champagne table cost. Champagne table is three thousand dollars. Normally five thousand yeah. dollars. So three thousand. Three thousand bucks. I already paid a grand, so I only have to pay another two. There you go. I like the way you and You'll roll. get champagne and all yeah. kinds of benefits. Oh, and you get to sit up front. You get to sit up front. And, and you get uh, you get uh, raffle tickets? Exactly, a huge package. Because you've only got two or three raffle items, right? No, we have a whole lot of prizes. Live <laughs> auction and uh, silent auction and uh, all kinds of really cool prizes. And so- enough information to choke a horse. If you want to know something about the gun, say you're coming to the prom, because I'm bringing a couple people who have never shot before. And I feel that's the type of people you need to bring to the prom. Well, more importantly, you don't have to be a gun nut to no, have that's, fun. That was my and whole so, point. So, yeah, they're going to have a ball. They're going to have a lot of fun. We have a lot of uh, funny things uh, that they happen. Uh, and a, a lot, lot of, of cool people to talk yeah, to. There's a lot of like movers, movers and, shakers. and shakers in town. That did, Normally, you know, when would you ever have an opportunity to meet the mayor of Coronado, for example? I've had a ton of people who told me, 
that they're white. You know, they have to go to fundraising dinners and political dinners, you know, all year long. Yeah. And that the only one their wife wants to go to is, is gun, gun problem. That's my wife. Yeah. In so. fact, half the people at our table are her friends. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I mean, I did. I don't think I was. I don't think I got. She had the table full before I got to it. So you know, so, and it's gonna. <laughs> I'm not complaining. It's going to be me and a whole all women. It's going to be it's an all women's table, basically. Yeah, I mean it's a dinner, but uh, it's a celebration. It's yeah. a party. And by the way, it's not a rubber chicken dinner because the dinner we yeah. had last time was awesome. Yeah, they do a really good job. Town and country. Yeah, do a fantastic job. Yeah. They, uh, but yeah. So all right, we had to move it. I got to tell you, I really thought we were going to be all done with this by <laughs> now, and you can start for next year. Yeah, well, and then uh, you know, we actually spoke with uh, Supervisor Gaspar and and Jim Desmond and some folks at the county, and they're basically saying, I, I said, all right, well, maybe I should just postpone this till January. Mm-hmm. And they said, nope, <laughs> we're not going to be done by January either. Really? They, they are telling me that the state is not done with this mess, this ridiculousness. You know, I've been fairly quiet and neutral, but this is ridiculous. Totally, this is ridiculous. I mean, on you know, if you follow me on my personal Facebook page, I probably wasn't quite as quiet and neutral, right, Melissa? Right. By the way, Melissa's here with us again. Hey, right. we look forward. You're going to do a product review because Joe Joe Dramisi's out shooting something. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> I think he is. Isn't he out shooting someplace? He is. I think he's at uh, what's the what's the what's the place in Arizona he likes? Uh. Gunsight. He's at Gunsight. He's uh yeah, he's shooting. He's gonna be there all week. Yeah, so he's gonna be happy. Nice. So we brought Melissa in. Melissa is gonna do a fantastic gear review later. Yep. Um and we're gonna talk to her all along the way. She got to come back because I made a really horrible joke in the last uh radio show. A dad joke. A dad joke. And mm-hmm. Melissa laughed and I said, All right, we gotta get her back. Yeah. Oh, back. that's right, you did. That was a really <laughs> nobody else laughed but Melissa. I'm easy. She I can just be bought. To come back on. <laughs> oh, another newsome thing, I don't know if you really Realize it, but put a for sale sign on your Buick. Yeah, they're going to get rid of all gas. Uh, oh, and it's not over with. He's actually going to shut down propane. I don't even know what that means. Like, how 20, do you sh- I'm on propane. Propane and propane products? Yeah, all propane products, stoves, washer, dryer. Oh, like your house? Oh, yeah. my God. What? What is that? Either? He's ending it as of 2030, and I just want everybody to know, just because, you know, how often does this happen? And I don't even know if you have it. The governor's phone number is 916-445-2841. If you don't like what this guy's doing, call him. Is that his cell phone, I hope? I wish. <laughs> Taking away propane and cars that burn gasoline. I, it's one of those, I, I just don't even believe it. Like, I, I read <laughs> the story like everybody else. But you didn't believe it. I just thought, yeah, this isn't good. There's no way. There's but you no know way. what? You never know. In, yeah, in this state, you never know. Well, let's hopefully we'll we'll make an impact, and hopefully, Gun Owners Radio has something to do with flipping California to a back to a normal. state. I hope so. And we're you know if you're listening, uh, we're uh, we're broadcasting over uh, Orange County Gun Owners Facebook page and Riverside County Gun Owners Facebook page and San Bernardino County's Facebook page, and you can always catch us on on the uh, uh, podcast services. So we're yep. all over Southern California now. And I'm we very, very happy. just sold a dog to a guy up in Orange County, and he is going to join uh, Orange County. Gun owners? Yeah. Fantastic. I'll be happy to hear it. Because he didn't know where to go. He was totally lost. He says he didn't know anything about it. I said, got just a thing for you. I was just shooting with uh, my buddy Jeff, Jeff Malik. He's, uh-huh. uh, he's one of our uh, board members for San Diego County Gun Owners. 
He was telling me, he goes, you know, I really like the show. He said, the only problem is every week I, I, I go out and buy whatever the heck you guys ah. review or talk. He said, it's the most expensive radio show he's Yeah, I know, I know. That's terrible. Wow, and then man. and then Dr. David Schlereth, he's going to go out and buy a uh, Cali key. He, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's gonna go out and buy a, a yes. Cali key. He was shooting with us too, so we're That's we're so up, we're up, we're uh, uh, we're the message is getting out. Well, folks. between me getting <laughs> members and you selling product, you know, this is gonna be a very profitable show. Well, we got a bunch of stuff co- coming up. Uh, uh, John Dillon is gonna talk about a big development with the assault weapons ban lawsuit. He'll be up later in the show. We have Greta Morchel. She's gonna talk about. Uh, the handgun roster, and is it sexist? Is the handgun roster sexist? We're going to talk a little bit about that. And then, of course, the very talented, wonderful Melissa Lee mm-hmm. is going to do a uh, product. What do you what review? What product are you reviewing? The Stop Box. The Stop Box. And you'll have to stay tuned to find out what that is because when you hear about it and see it, because we are Facebook Live, so get on Facebook. Our engineer is doing an absolutely fine job, Rich. We can't thank him enough, and we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, right here on FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, so what's the best defense for self-defense in those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline. Let them provide the lawyer for you. Call Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at firearmslegal.com or call them direct at 469-310-9100. All right, Mike, who you got for a guest Our guest is from Pew Pew Tactical, which, uh, what do you think of that name, Dave? I love it, and I, I actually <laughs> like the drum intro better. It sounds like a Harley Davidson. That band was that, well, that was Van Halen. That was Van Halen. Awesome. We played a little Van Halen on the on the break for you. God, we were talking it. about uh, all kinds of cool stuff. Anyway, Pew Pew Tactical, very very awesome. Uh, John Curry is on with us from Pew Pew Tactical. Johnny, there. I am. How's it going, guys? Good, man. How are you? Not too bad, hanging in there. So, so <laughs> explain to uh, all of us, uh, uh, I, I know, but tell everybody who doesn't know, um, what's the meaning behind Pew Pew Tactical? Uh, it's sort of, you know, it's super tongue-in-cheek. Uh, we're not a blog that takes ourselves super seriously. We like to have fun uh, with the culture and uh, laugh at ourselves because there's a lot of serious blogs out there already, so mm. we don't need to add to that saturation. <laughs> So and and but pew pew. The sound. There you I'm go. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah, it's also uh, you know colloquially uh, the sound that guns make in comics and stuff like that. That's right. Pew 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 pew. Yeah, Melissa is uh, <laughs> pew pewing her fingers at me right now. Now see, pew, now pew. that made more sense. Comic books. Yeah, I'm an old comic book guy. <laughs> I totally get it. That's like pow yeah. and all. Yeah, that's perfect. That's a great name, by the way. <laughs> That, well, and that's a fact. You said, you know, uh, there's too, too many people take themselves way too seriously. I think that that's something that the gun world suffers from. Mm-hmm. We all take ourselves very, very seriously. And I, I think it it probably stems from a good place. Everybody takes gun safety very, very seriously. Right. Um, Absolutely. But, but then I, I, think, I think we as a as – a, I think we can all admit 
that we as gun owners probably take ourselves a little too seriously sometime. And that's one thing I really do like about Pew Pew Tactical is you guys are kind of a, you're kind of the everyman uh, voice of, of gun ownership. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's certainly what we aim for. Um, you know, we're, I don't think that if you're, uh, or rather if you're doing a thing that you can't kind of step back from and realize at certain points uh, how nerdy or geeky, like your particular type of interest in a thing might be, then, you know, I think that's a, a road that leads you to taking yourself a little bit too seriously. So we're all nerds, like <laughs> uh, kind of, and when, you know, we're, we're generally kind of a younger crowd also. And I think that probably a lot of people, um, around our specific age got into firearms and stuff, probably from, you know, movies or video games, something like that. So we definitely kind of reflect that with uh, the brand, as it were. So what's the geekiest, what's the most geeked out you've ever been when it comes to a firearm? Like what gun turned you into a, you know, kind of a, you know, brought you back to being eight years old again and being all excited about Christmas or whatever? What 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 gun did that for you? <laughs> or accessory? Uh I, I would say probably um, at SHOT Show earlier this year, or a thousand years ago, um, when we were in the Palmetto State Armory booth uh, from, you know, probably 15, 20 feet away, I'm looking at their gun wall um, and noticed that they have both an AK-74, which I noticed because of the curvature of the magazine is different than a normal uh, 7.62 by 39 mag, and uh, they're doing an AK-103 clone, uh, which, to my knowledge, is one of the first uh, American, like, AK-100 series clones of uh, rifle that's issued to current, like, Russian special forces types. And I'm looking at this stuff from, you know, 15, 20 feet away, and I'm like, yo, that's an AK-74. <laughs> oh, man, I'm nerding out about this. I'm going to go over there and, you know, count the rivets and all that stuff. But, yeah, that's that's probably up there. <laughs> yeah, yell out Wolverines, maybe. For good measure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What about you, Melissa? What's something you nerded out about? What's a gun that you just like turned turned into a, a total geek? Um, I I nerded out on the CZ CZ SPO one, and then once I got a hold of it, I was like, this is the Cadillac handguns. <laughs> I went from Glock nineteen to CZ SPO one, and then I did the um, I Cajunized it out with yeah. the Pro Kit, yeah. and then um, you know got some different sights on it put optics on it yeah. so i that, just kind of nerded out on that, that is that's like going from a ford f-150 to uh you know to a ford lariat <laughs> so you're not going to ask me about my gun all right go ahead what what did you nerd out about and Dave? you might know the nomenclature because i can't remember what it is and i don't want to make a complete fool out of myself but in the military they called it the grease gun yeah, the old, for World War II era grease gun. Yeah, World War II, Korean War, Vietnam War. I'm well, not that old. <laughs> I think it originated. It's the one that had the handle where you could literally pull the handle out and take the whole gun apart. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, the M3A1. That's sure. it. It was like a 45. Yeah, yeah, and you could fire it and literally hold it out, and it would just float. It was the best gun. on. And why I didn't steal one is beyond me. Because everybody, everybody else did. They were yeah. all bringing guns home. But that's my favorite. It still is. I'd like well, to get one today. Well, I really like, tell everybody what, what exactly, so you. Yeah, what do you do? Well, you referred to Pew Pew Tactical as a, as a blog, but I don't think that does it any justice. Um, I think it's a lot more than that. But tell us, tell, tell everybody, if, if you've never heard of Pew Pew Tactical before, how do you describe Pew Pew Tactical to people? Yeah, what's your mission statement? Well, basically, uh, my boss, Eric, who is our founder, um, kind of got into guns like a little bit later in life. And, you know, he's 
digging through all of these like ARFCOM forum posts from forever ago, uh, trying to figure out, you know, this like general chunk of knowledge about what's the best gun to get into if you're a first timer, stuff like that. Um, and as he was doing that, uh, a lot of his friends were, you know, because he took the lead, uh, getting into it with him and he kind of just got tired of like having to answer everybody individually. <laughs> so, uh, the blog actually started because, uh, he just wanted like a central place for all of that information to live. So he could just send his friends uh, over to like, Hey, here's this list of stuff I compiled, have fun. Um, from there, we've kind of grown into kind of carrying that same spirit of like, um, there isn't really a great centralized, uh, you know, place where like a lot of really basic gun knowledge lives and to kind of spare beginners uh, or intermediate like level shooters uh, from having to go hunt through forums for a million different people's opinions. Uh, we kind of just put it in a nice little place for you. And that it, 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 you've no idea how needed that was. Even back in, I remember when I started getting into guns as a kid, I mean, you know, as you know, after, you know, movies, like you said, video games, movies, that sort of thing. But when I started to, uh, gain an interest in firearms, uh, and this is in the late '80s and throughout the '90s. There were really two sources. Um, there was Soldier of Fortune magazine, and, <laughs> yep, and there was Punisher comics, <laughs> which which is kind of funny, but really that was your only outlet. That was it. But Punisher comics were actually a really good resource because they would give. You know, uh, they would give all kinds of really good, accurate information on firearms. You forgot one of your major outlets. I can't believe What's it. What's that? What? Red Dawn. Yeah, well, Red Dawn. Yeah, exactly. The that, movie Red Dawn. <laughs> I mean, that, he talked about that last week for like ten minutes. That was the spark that. Yeah. Uh, that was the spark that caused the fire. But that. But the. But the. The <laughs> nitty gritty info was yeah. you know. And Soldier of Fortune magazine. I don't know if anybody you guys even remember Soldier of Fortune. Oh yeah, magazine. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. I remember those covers for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good. First off, you know, I was, you know, a, a, you know, twelve-year-old shouldn't be reading Soldier of Fortune magazine. That's number one. But number two is not exactly a great, you know, reliable source for for firearms. So you guys have really done a great thing, and there's there's been, um, you know, in the last twenty years, a resurgence of of uh, you know interest in in kind of the everyday gun owner. You know, not a hunter. You know, not a special forces guy, but hey, I'm a normal guy that has a normal job and I have a family and I need to know, you know, the best ammo and the best firearm for me and that sort of thing. And I think you guys are, um, you know, uh, doing a great job leading the way with that kind of thing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we definitely, you know, it's it's uh, a blast getting to do this because we are very much that demographic. So it doesn't feel like you know, we're trying to pander to a specific audience because it's easy to write when it's just kind of your actual genuine uh, genuine opinion, if that makes sense. Well, what's your role there? What, what exactly do you do for them? Uh, I do all of the social media stuff, um, and I am one half of our uh, YouTube channel. We've got Johnny out in Tennessee who handles the other half. Because you guys are located right here in California, right? That's correct, yeah. And that's another, something I wanted to get into depth in the next segment. Uh, uh, you know, what's it like being a you know, writing about guns and, and living in California. I mean, there's a lot of, there's probably a lot of content that is California specific, but I, you know, I would imagine, you know, 49 other States or whatever, you know, it doesn't apply or yeah, 48 other States, I guess a couple other places have uh, similar laws, but uh, how, what kind of challenge is that when you, when you guys are producing content, um, when you have such different, um, you know, readership, you know, somebody in California, their gun ownership experience is so completely different 
than somebody mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. What, what kind of challenge does that does that bring? Well, um, obviously, with California-specific laws, uh, we generally have to think um, a, a fair ways ahead when we're planning out like content and stuff like that, just to make sure um, we've got ammo orders in that we can grab from the FFL. Uh, obviously, FFL wait times are like insane right now. Um, so there's there's a lot of like very draconian hoops, obviously, that we have to jump through. Uh, but and, and some things we just straight up can't get. Um, some uh, manufacturers, you know, understandably. Uh, don't want to strip the gun down into uh, something approximating a, a California legal build for us to then, you know, make it featureless over here. Um, so there's there's a lot of uh, we're we're actually shut off from a lot of things, obviously that we would love to do. Uh, but like I said, we've got uh, Johnny Bragg, 180 second uh, ideas. He um, is the other part of the YouTube channel, and uh, he's out in Tennessee. So um, we have like a pretty good workflow where uh, most of the stuff that we can't get in California, we send it his way, and realistically it doesn't feel like uh there are any huge gaps in content you know uh but it is obviously still a bit of a struggle <laughs> what's the what's the content goal do you guys uh you know we all you 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 post something weekly or what kind of what's the content goal as far as written and video or, or is it just kind of hey as we create content it goes out um, it's a little bit of both, actually, yeah. Uh, YouTube, we generally put out videos uh, once a week, usually on Thursdays right now. Um, and then uh, there's always going to be a corresponding blog post that uh, is fleshed out, um, has a little bit more information and links, obviously, because you can't just pop uh, every link into the YouTube description. They get mad if you send people to Brennell's or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and then the the blog side, we um, usually uh, do posts uh, every day. Um and, you know, that skews from reviews or uh, range reports, um, gear, all sorts of stuff. Okay, so we're, we're going to go to do a quick break, but but we're, we're talking with John Curry from Pew Pew Tactical. And when we come back, we're going to talk about body armor, and we're going to talk about ammo. Cool. So stay with us. All right, folks, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. So what is the solution? Cali Key. Cali Key converts any mil-spec direct impingement AR pattern rifle into a straight pull-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check them out today at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. We're going to talk a little bit later in the show about how we're trying to put Cali Key out of business, which I hope everybody understands that. Uh, we're, uh, we have a assault weapons ban lawsuit happening. We have John Dillon come and talk about that to where uh, the, the result would hopefully be that we get the assault weapons ban struck down so there would no longer be a need for a Cali Key. But in the meantime, Cali Key is wonderful. Check them out, CaliKey.com. They're a great sponsor. Okay, so nobody asked me what gun I geek out on. What gun do you geek out on? Well, thank you, Melissa. That's a great question. That's why I actually you're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, honestly, I'm not a big, like, I, I don't get all geeky about guns. I really truly look at guns like like they're wrenches or screwdrivers. Um, I, you know, I'm partial to some more than others, but the one that really got me was the KSG. I turned into a little kid on Christmas when I first started playing with that KSG, and then I actually got one for Christmas 
But oh my god, is that is that thing cool? Have you guys reviewed that yet, John? I want to say we have. Yeah, actually, uh, I didn't do it myself, but I am almost positive we have an article on it. <laughs> so we're talking to John from Pew Pew Tactical. Pew Pew Tactical is a very very cool. Uh, again, you describe yourself as a blog, but I, I think you're more of an online magazine, an online firearms magazine. Is that is that accurate or is that not accurate? Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I would say, you know, blog is an easy catch-all. Most people understand what you mean when you say it, but it's it's certainly more than that for sure. And and John's talking to us about all the great things that Pew Pew Tactical has done, including, I guess, reviewing a KSG, which, which I hope got high marks because, like I said, that's the only gun that ever got me all. All, got me all squishy inside, Dave. <laughs> now there's a thought. I don't want to think about that. I don't either. So one of the things you guys talked about, <laughs> talked about John, was uh, you guys did an article on armor. Are, are do you? Do you mm-hmm. remember? You remember that article, body armor? And I, I think it's really very interesting. Body armor is, you know, again, back when I was a kid reading Soldier of Fortune magazine, body armor was a whole different thing. Uh, these days, body armor is getting to be fairly mainstream, and there seems to mm-hmm. be uh, a lot more of a mainstream interest in body armor. And body armor doesn't mean today what it meant even 10 years ago. Can you talk a little bit about that, you know, the interest in body armor and how it's changing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think it's obvious that uh, along with the toilet paper and hand sanitizer uh, and ammo, people started grabbing the things that conceivably would protect uh, protect you from threats. Um, and body armor is obviously uh, probably the number one there. Um, so, yeah, we've seen a, a pretty huge spike uh, in sales. Uh, some of the lead times with uh, companies like Air 500, who do steel armor um, or HESCO who do uh, all sorts of like different actual ballistic materials um, skyrocketed out to eight, 10, 12 weeks. Uh, So, uh, you know, even just personally among some of my friends who uh, during all of, uh, you know, the past six months have become uh, gun owners for the first time. um, They're looking at these lead times, ticking up on, on armor, um, just, you know, normal like sappy plates and stuff. Uh, and it kind of becomes one of those situations where it's like, okay, well, who knows even what is going to happen in eight weeks? Like, should I try to, you know, grab something and, and just get that order in while I can and hope it comes through, uh, sooner, pick something up secondhand, you know? Um, but there's there's certainly a lot of people looking for it. And I think it kind of makes sense just given, uh, you know, the circumstances we all find ourselves in right now. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, from your article, AR-500 Armor, a leading body armor manufacturer headquartered in Arizona, has experienced a massive 450% spike in sales. Wow. Since mid March, right when when COVID uh, kicked in, um, so y- is the thinking that you know uh, people are you know worried about what's going on in the world? They're worried about, and this was by the way, this is before all the riots. You know, this was mid March. Mm-hmm. That's when when COVID started. So that was way before the mm. you know BLM riots. Um, so is the thinking you know this is just another level of preparedness for people who are uh, worried about uh, you know domestic affairs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I think that uh, a lot of people's opinions uh, on firearms in particular probably have changed. Uh, Maybe they've found themselves having anxieties that uh, previously in life they didn't experience. And I think that a lot of people for the first time are kind of uh, have had some of uh, their beliefs challenged, perhaps. Um, And opinions on firearms, when you actually kind of understand, oh, I might 
want or need to protect myself um, is one of them. And, you know, I think it's just the other side of that coin. So um, certainly it's it's probably not uh, folks that have been doing this for a, a really long time, but a lot of that traffic is is definitely like first timers or people just kind of getting into all of this uh, because of what's going on. And this is, uh, again, y- y- in the article, this isn't as complicated as it used to be. I, body armor, um, from what I'm gathering in the article uh, and what I've seen personally, is, you know, it's not some big, bulky, you know, um, you don't have to look like the Michelin man to, to wear body armor anymore. I mean, you can pretty much fit it under a dress shirt um, or in a backpack or something like that. I mean, it's it's actually fairly uh comfortable yeah i think that you know the the kind of the mainstream guy on the street can be wearing body armor and you may not even notice is that is that the way the industry's going well you don't look like a swat officer wearing it right (laughs) right i mean uh everything is going to be you know a trade-off so um people who are buying hopefully they're they're doing research and they're kind of figuring out okay if if things get really bad what is the most likely type of threat that i'm going to encounter um, if all you kind of have to really fear is, uh, you know, uh, handgun ammunition, um, soft armor is generally going to be your go-to. Soft armor uh, at this point is super concealable, um, can be very low profile, like you said, worn under uh, clothing. Um, anything that is rifle rated is going to be like a hard plate. And there's a bunch of different types of uh, materials, um, but those are going to be a little bit harder to conceal, but you can definitely pull it off if you're smart about it. But yeah, definitely. It's, it's not the, uh, you know, the walking, uh, pile of, of armor of like the, the 80 SWAT officer, <laughs> like you're saying. Okay. But I gotta ask, you were doing all this comparison and you threw toilet paper in there. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if you get shot in the body armor, guess what you're going to need next? <laughs> yeah. That's good. I like it. That's a good comeback. I was curious. My, You know, my wife actually has uh, has plates. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. She actually uh, inherited some. It was uh, somebody was, was uh, unloading some products and. She ended up. They, they just happened to have uh, plate carriers and plates that were perfect for her size. So, no kidding. Yeah. So my adorable little wife has. Uh, he clinks and clanks when yeah, she walks she, around. She's bulletproof. She's <laughs> bulletproof. There you go. So what's going right on? on? We have a couple more minutes, John. What? Tell us what you know. And and you know, everybody knows that ammo. I mean, I've seen. I'm seeing fifty round. Uh, or I'm sorry, a box of nine millimeter, fifty rounds going for 50 bucks right now and mm-hmm. you know it's insane i mean you know those who aren't familiar box of nine millimeters should be 15 bucks not 50 or maybe 16 or 17 um so what's what is really going on not just you know we all know hey uh, a lot of people are buying ammo there's an ammo shortage i think a, a little bit of that it kind of it, it kind of it made itself worse you know people would go out and buy ammo and that would make more people go out and buy ammo so there was definitely a spike in in uh, in demand some panic-driven, some functional-driven. But what, what's actually going on? What's really happening in the uh, fire in the uh, ammo industry that's creating a shortage? Well, uh, that's certainly obviously people uh, emptying the shelves is part of it. Um, but even you know, looking along uh, like the lines of online ammo, uh, a lot of people are you know, if you're familiar with like uh, computer programming, there are a ton of people running scripts. Uh, on certain like retailer pages that are either going to automatically like add the items to their cart and check them out or just give them a notification. So um, the reason or one of the reasons rather uh, that 
the price of, you know, like you said, nine mil going for a dollar around right now um, is because like even on the online side, uh, people are snagging stuff in an automated process uh, before anyone has a chance to, you know, uh, check out manually. So that's certainly part of the problem as well. You know who's laughing at, at all of us is uh, everybody that owns a 40 cal because there seems to be t- <laughs> there seems to be tons every we've for the last few years we've all turned on 40 cal guys you know 45 and 9 millimeter guys have all turned on the 40 cal guy and uh now it's the only thing left on the shelves is 40 cal from, okay so from your article yep. I just want uh, there's an article about ammo and they touched on uh, guns as well cuz one one of the other reasons that ammo is so short is there are this huge influx of of gun owners all of a sudden um, according to the National Shooting Sports Foundation, there are more than 2.5 million new gun owners in the first half of 2020 in America. Looking at the National Instant Criminal Background Check System, which is commonly referred to as NICS, there are 3.9 million background checks conducted in just in June. 3.9 million just in the in the month of June. That's the highest amount ever since it began operation in 1998. Um, so clearly, there is a a huge uh, demand. Um, and I, I just looks like the uh, you know supply just can't keep up. Is, are, are there you know are there problems with raw material, or is it really just a supply side problem? Or I should uh, say a demand problem. Of, yeah, it's the, the demand is obviously unprecedented. Um, I've heard kind of like whispers that some people are kind of banking on uh, early 2021 for stuff to calm down, but. Um, realistically, like, I feel like everyone's just kind of making educated guesses at this point. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Um, obviously with a huge influx of people grabbing, uh, stuff in, in very common calibers like nine or five, five, six, two, two, three, um, that just immediately sapped, uh, pretty much like the nationwide, uh, ammo supply and the rest of us are left, uh, kind of figuring out if it's worth it to, you know, snag even inflated prices when you see them because they're not a dollar around. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I, I gotta tell you, one thing we've been saying for years is go buy ammo, you know, go load up. So, mm-hmm. uh, it is, uh, you know, it is kind of crazy when people, you know, are asking me, well, gee, what happened? Well, the thing happened that we've been saying is going to happen for two years now. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. what happened. So never be caught without, uh, you know, without a big uh, box full of ammo. Okay, so we're talking with John from Pew Pew Tactical. John, uh, what should people do? Should we look up Pew Pew Tactical online or subscribe, or what, what would you like people to do to to get uh, more in touch with Pew Pew Tactical? Yeah, uh, pewpewtactical.com. Like I said, we put out articles uh, pretty much every day. Uh, YouTube is just pewpewtactical. You can uh, find us with a quick search, and we do video content every Thursday. All right, buddy. Well, hey, it's been a blast talking to you. Keep up the good work, and I'm sure we'll talk to you down the road. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, and have a great night. You too, buddy. All right, folks, this is Gun Owners Radio on FM. 96.1 961 AM 1170 The answer Well get ready for some exciting news. If you've seen the active self-protection videos on YouTube, now you have a chance to train with them. Cover your ASP week with John Korea. It's coming up next March. It's a week full of fun and education for all level of gun owners. There's going to be a webinar and a live fire class for for, for beginners, a happy hour meet and greet for everybody, and a two-day training session with John. Tickets are not available yet. They will start selling in October. Right now, we're looking for event sponsors. 
So if you want to put your business in front of Southern California gun owners, you need to email events at gunownersradio.com. This is going to be a great event and a lot of fun, so please don't miss out. That's right. right. That's It's actually Cover Your Asp Week. Well, I didn't want to say I that. I <laughs> get a little drunk. But an asp is a snake. It's a snake. But you didn't think I knew that. Did I did No, I, I knew you knew it. I knew you knew it. But uh, I know lots of those guys. The, it's also Active Self Protection. Uh, so that's the name of, of John Korea's company, Active Self Protection, and uh, shortened to ASP. But an, an well, ASP. I was giving John the benefit and just being polite. I, well, I, I appreciate that. You're ever the gentleman, sir. <laughs> um, an ASP, though, is important. I, I guess it's uh, he was saying that it's it, the, the, an ASP, the, the type of snake, only attacks defensively you know it's not an aggressive snake there you go so that's that's why that's uh that's why he used uh asp or an asp for his uh for his logo so, you- so john how much smoke are we blowing no he's not on oh i thought he was gonna be on no he's not on he, we, we, but he is gonna be our guest for uh uh, uh for cover your asp week which is coming up in march and uh mm-hmm. melissa have you seen john korea haven't you do you watch him I've seen him a couple times. Yes, I got to tell you, probably the most functional of you know all these video blogs or, or you know all, all these guys that review and give training and uh, you know whether it's on Instagram or YouTube or wherever they do it, I really think that John is probably the most useful information. Um, you know, he he doesn't he tends not to really re- do a lot of reviews on products. Um, his his whole push is that he reviews. Uh, defensive gun use situations that were caught on camera and we've had him on the show a couple of times and he's he's seen he's something like 30,000 of these videos 30,000 of these videos a lot of videos it's a lot of videos and it really truly you know when we ask people because you know you you know you can get your ccw in san diego now you have your ccw don't you yep yep get your ccw in san diego now um and we talk a lot about, we give seminars that teach people how to get their CCW in San Diego. Uh, but one of the things that we talk a lot about in those seminars, you have to get training. You have to understand um, a lot. You know, your whole world changes when you're when you're carrying a firearm for, for defense outside the home. And it's not so much marksmanship. I think a lot of people think, oh, okay, well, I'm a really good shot. Well, that's not the kind of training we're really talking about. I mean, yeah, you have to be a good shot. You have to be comfortable with your firearm. That's important. But you have to know a lot of things, like where can you go, you know, with a firearm? Where can't you go with a firearm? Um, have, since you since you started carrying, have you ever run into a situation where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't go in there? I Absolutely, I like, oh, I'm carrying, and then I got to go to the bank. Well, no, I'm not. I can't go to the bank. Well, te- well, you you could. But- well, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> you have could. you ever accidentally walked into a place that you know you shouldn't have done? Because, you know, you don't feel the concealed carry, right? No, I don't. And fortunately not. I've stopped myself with, like, going to the high school to yeah. drop something off. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like, oh, crap. It's like forgetting your mask. <laughs> it is. Dang, I have to Duh, go back. I got to go back and get my. But or, or that's go- the reason why one of these things, these stop boxes are so helpful. Because if you had one in your car, I could have a safe place to actually store well, it. Well, we're going to get to that. That's good. We're helping yeah, to set that up. I can't up. wait because that's a good that's a good topic. It is, but I, I almost went into a, uh, I'd say almost went into, I, I had to go uh, uh, take care of some business at a, at a sheriff's substation. <laughs> and I was packing and I thought, oh, wait a minute. So I had to go and, and disarm unpack. and lock it up in my car and do everything I had to do and then go right back to the 
to the substation. And you just wanted to tell the cop, didn't you? you no. No, I did not want to tell the cop. <laughs> but, it, it, you know, all those things are important. But one of the most important things you have to know uh, if you're carrying is when can you pull from concealment? You know, what do you do in this situation? How do you avoid situations where you might have to Because once you pull... You're you're done. I mean, now you've got now you've got all kinds of decisions. You got all kinds of decisions. So John does a really really great job of educating people on that kind of thing. So you can actually train with John right here in San Diego. He's coming to uh, San Diego for Cover Your Asp Week, um, and we have a whole bunch of really cool um, uh, events uh, and training and all kinds of really cool. Things coming up, and it's going to be events for all levels of gun owners. So you don't have to be a Navy SEAL. Um, it, it's not just for beginners. Whether you bought your gun yesterday mm-hmm. or you retired from SEAL Team Six yesterday, um, they're going to have some really good information. Or, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Melissa. You're somewhere in between, right? I'm somewhere in between. More towards the retired from SEAL Team Six side, but somewhere in between, right? <laughs> I wish I had that kind of knowledge. <laughs> So Tuesday, March 16th, they're actually going to do a live web presentation for everybody. So anybody can participate in this live uh, web presentation. Does that cost anything? It's No, it's totally, totally. Let's check with the referee. 12 bucks. So it's going to cost you 12 bucks uh, for for San Diego County Gun Owners members. It's going to be 12 bucks. Uh, you can participate. It's going to be free for San Diego County Gun Owners. Oh, it's members. free for members. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, I got to be able to read Who's my own charge? writing here. I know. Who, Who's who in charge? I, I, I did a horrible job on my notes here. Free for San Diego County Gun Owners members or Orange County Gun Owners members or Riverside County Gun Owners members or San Bernardino County Gun Owners members. This is going to be a free uh, uh, live web presentation. Uh, if you're not a member, it's 12 bucks, um, and you can sign up on uh, Gun Owners Radio. They have a link to... Uh, cover your ASP week. Um, and then Thursday, March 18, we're going to do a live fire for beginners class um, called the Intro to the Armed Lifestyle. Uh, and that's where John's going to talk about some of the most important fundamental things that you have to know in order to be, uh, you know, a, 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 a CCW uh, holder. Basically. Where, will that, where will that take place? That's down in uh, Academy, which is down way south, way almost down on the border. You can throw a rock and hit Mexico. Uh, but Academy has a really, really nice facility. facility. Uh, indoor shooting range. What time is it going to be? The time we, uh, to be announced. We're going oh, okay. right. <laughs> to announce it. I mean, the training, March, March 18th, is going to be all day. That's all day training. Um, and uh, But we have a number of other uh, uh, really cool events coming up. Uh, it's very, very cool. We're looking for sponsors right now. I mean, it's still really early. Um, so we're looking for more sponsors right now. So if you want to expose your business to a bunch of uh, dedicated gun owners, then uh, we're looking for sponsors right now. Is that right webinar sponsorship as well as live fire sponsorship? Exactly. Exactly. Or um, both. Ben, we're looking for participants. So if you want to train with John Korea, uh, if you want to get even better than you are right now, if you want to know the laws uh, like the back of your hand, uh, make sure that you don't make uh, any any critical mistakes. Then join us for Cover Your Asp Week. I don't know if that was a question Melissa had. No, she was I'm, I'm going. I want to go. You want to go? I, I want to go. And I'm, I'm not working that day. I'll be absent that day, by the way. So I'll be there. <laughs> you know, you're not looking well. 
<laughs> what do you mean? You'll have to call in call sick. sick. You don't oh, yeah. look well. You're starting to look a little peaky. I thought he was talking about now. I'm like, what are you, you are so rude. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm the host. <laughs> You're on the radio. I'm the host. I can get away. What do you like about it? What do you think? What's the, what's your, what are you excited about? What are you looking to cover your asp? I, I just want to learn more. I'm like, I'm a Gemini. Geminis always need to learn more. So anything that I can possibly learn. You're a sponge. I am a sponge for knowledge. That's why I have like a craft graveyard at home. <laughs> always teaching myself new stuff. And just to let you know, uh, it, it's not Gemini specific. You don't have to be a Gemini. <laughs> you can to be a Leo. To, you can be a Leo, an Aquarius, Sagittarius. A little kid. No. Yeah, whatever you want to be. So well, anyway, so that's Cover Your Asp Week. So the best best place to go for information is gunownersradio.com. And we're going to have information up and there. we can thank San Diego County Gun Owners for putting this together. Absolutely. Uh, San Diego County Gun Owners, we're going to send it. That's the point of joining San Diego County Gun Owners for events just like this. That's one of the main, one of the big points, one of the perks. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to send out information, make sure everybody knows. Um, but we thought this was a really good idea. Rich put all this together and worked with John Korea on it. John is a big fan of San Diego County Gun Owners. If you do watch his videos, you'll notice uh, about every 10th video he's wearing a blue polo with the uh, San Diego County Gun Owners logo on it. So that's uh, most uh, most effective uh, marketing I've ever uh, <laughs> He's given him a free polo. A walking billboard. That's right. That's but right. John's wonderful. Great information from John. Cover your ASP week. Gun Owners Radio, San Diego County Gun Owners. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be cool. really a lot of fun. That really is another big goal. What we're trying to do is make things fun. Right. You yeah, know, exactly. The gun uh, community... You know, we take things very seriously, mm -hmm. and we should. We should take things seriously like safety and politics. But when it's time to have fun, let's have some fun. Right. Let's learn how to, uh, you know, do all this right. Let's learn how to, uh, you know, um, do do the things you're supposed to do when you're carrying a firearm, but let's have fun doing it. So that's the point. And the more you practice and the more you have fun, if, heaven forbid, a situation does crop up, you'll be ready. Exactly. Instead of being shocked and yeah. having to try to remember what am I supposed to do next. Yeah, and I mean, San Diego, there's so little to do anyway. I mean, sure, you can surf or mountain bike or eat a burrito or well, go downtown. We don't have a football or, team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. No more football team. No more football. So um, we're always looking for something to do because there's just nothing to do here in San Diego. Anyway. I know, it's boring. <clears throat> so yeah. this is one of the many – add this to your I, – honestly, I want gun ownership, CCWs, and gun classes to be just as popular as surfboards and burritos in bucket San Diego. List. They should be a bucket list. Well, I, I think it should be a part of your life. I think it should be a part of your everyday life. In, Especially in if you're going to carry a gun or own a gun. Yeah. You can't just buy it and then forget about it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And if you can have fun doing it. In fact, I think we're even, speaking of, of being very San Diego, uh, we're uh, we're having uh, street tacos, right? I knew there'd yeah, be Yeah, we're serving street involved. tacos. All right. We're going to have a street taco. Then we're going to get back and do radio on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer. Hi, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price bad guys don't take days off and neither does u.s law shield get a plan from u.s law shield check them out today at uslawshield.com
All right. Hey, we mm. got Melissa Lee, and she's standing in for Joe Jermisi. I am. And you're going to talk about a, a piece of equipment called the Stop Box. Tell, yeah. us, tell us about that. Stop Box is basically a safe that's completely mechanical, which is nice because what happens when you run out of batteries in your safe? What it, what happens when you don't remember the combination when you're panicked? And what if you had one that was unlocking with a key and you're fumbling with a key? How yeah. long is it going to take you, you can't to get find into the key? Correct. Yeah. So it's completely mechanical with just um, a combination of buttons that you press with your fingers. So no electricity required to open up the correct the safe. And when you say a combination, I mean mm-hmm. do you have to push. You just push them all at the same time. Well, whatever combination you want. Like you can make up this combination right oh, here, so you so set it's your like combination. The first and third and yes. So if you guys are on Facebook right now, um, you're seeing my gun in here. It's my concealed carry, but it's completely unloaded. So, so the the, the combination afraid. it looks like it's a it's a series of buttons. You push one button with your thumb, and then then you have four buttons for your other fingers. Yeah, and you can set it yourself. And you set it yourself. Any, any yeah, I bought this myself because I needed something just. You know, quick and easy to get into. I saw commercials for it. I'm like, okay, I want one of those. So I tried it out. I, I like it. It does really well. Um, by the way, I want to mention that um, we have a stop box raffle. So all you have to do is subscribe to our email list, and we will pick a winner, announce it on our next show. And all you have to do is just go to a gun owner's radio website and scroll down to the bottom. Click on the subscribe to newsletter link. And the discount code is GOR. Golf Oscar Romeo 15. So GOR 15 for 15% off on the website, stopboxusa.com. So right now, how long does that last, that promo code? Do we know? Rich so for at least for the next couple of weeks, if you go to buy a stop box and you put GOR, um, you'll get 15% off. This is, very, very cool. if you're on Facebook right now, this is your yeah, raffle right, right here. She pointing at the right camera. Can you see that really well? Good. Can you see it? All right. So what, what do you like about it? Why should people have a stop box, first of all? It's just easy to get into. It's fast. It's fast to get into. It really is. It really is fast. Here's one thing, though. I'm right-handed. So yeah, We had that guy, yeah. Right. So I have to, no matter what, I wish they would have had made the combination for left hands so I can open and grab at the same time. Right. So I'm right-handed. There's only buttons on the right side. I open. I have to drop the lid and then grab the gun. Mm. It's good for left-handers, though. Yeah, because if, you, if just... you turn the gun over like you were grabbing it with your left hand, and you had it closed, I can then. Yeah, you know what better. I mean. Yeah. And what's nice it has like the rubber feet. It doesn't move. Oh, I was wondering because it's not how it's not flying yeah, it all over the place. Yeah, it doesn't move. It's nice. There's like rubber feet on the bottom. Yeah, that's pretty... Uh... And it's pretty easy. So it holds the gun, extra magazine. And if you're looking at this, this is just my trigger guard for my tactical yoga pants. It has a built-in holster in my yoga pants. So I have to put a trigger guard in there, so I use this. Hmm. Yeah. So what? Uh, how do you secure it then? Does it? Do you, do you screw that into a... No, isn't it for your just nightstand? I can use it for my nightstand, put it in a drawer. I actually put it in my drawer. And then... Um, also, I just bought this the other day. It's just like one of those cables. So I wanted to put it in the car so we can attach oh. this cable. 
and then put it in the car. So I can attach it to the to the seat of the car and uh, put it underneath the seat if I need to. So what's the other end look like? Oh, just a little. It's uh, just a loop. Carabiner. Yeah. So that that works. This is actually separate. The um, cable lock is separate that you can attach to it. Yeah, yeah. But, but it doesn't take up any room it. inside of it. It's really nice. Yeah, but they have a place for it. At least, Yeah. you know, they're giving you that option if that's what you want to do. Yeah, that just came in the other day, so I'm, I'm working with it. What did that cable cost you, just out of curiosity? Nine bucks. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was inexpensive. Is it made for this, or is it, is it just it's made, made for It's made for all, all of these types of boxes. So there's that, a little tiny hole in the bottom. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really. To fit it in. But yeah, I like and it. That, that fulfills a police officer's requirement. It's that, a locked that, box. That the gun is safe. Right, Michael? Yep. It's a locked box. Yeah. So okay. I can put it in the car and attach it to the car and have something to put my gun in. Say, like, I need to go. Mm. Maybe you have to go into the police department. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take it in there. That was a Michael story. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of knucklehead would yeah. go into a police department <laughs> packing? Yeah, right. So how much does that cost? How much is a stop box? It was eighty nine, right? Eighty nine bucks. That's not bad. That's very, very, very wow. Yeah. And yes. then how much off we get for fifteen? Fifteen percent off eighty nine bucks. That's I can't do the math. That's like 14, don't ask me. To, I, fourteen I don't, bucks or so. I don't fulfill the Asian stereotype of I'm good at math. <laughs> I'm really bad at math. So so, <laughs> so it's like thirteen, fourteen bucks off the eighty nine dollar price if you put in the uh, promo code G O R. 15, yep. And you, so how, how are you going to use this? Are you going to use this in your car then? Now that I have the cable, I will put it in the car. And what's nice about it, I can leave this in the car, just open this, just take this in the house. Right. And that's where, you, and you've actually been keeping that in your nightstand. Um, yes. I keep this in the nightstand. Right. Wow. Yep. For under a hundred bucks. What yep. A, what so a great... no external keys, no electronics, no batteries. There's no failures. And it makes all the police departments happy. It does. You're being legal. And that's the main thing, because you don't want to be that guy or that girl. I just wish that it had that yeah, left-handed the, opening now, and the buttons con- on that have side. Have you talked to these people? I have not, because I was just watching their video. I'm like, I saw something. I said, oh, great for left-handed you know, grabbing. I'm like, it is great. You know, but so you have I home- want my... You know you have homework now. Yeah, I I want my buttons. Hello, you know you stop box. Can you, you make it with the buttons homework. for the left you hand? Gotta, you got to call them to, uh, tomorrow and find out what's going on. Let's do that because I think that would be useful. It does come in different colors, too. This is black. There's, like, gray, OD green, um, oh, so FDE. So if you want to be... If you want to be really cool. Yeah. Stylish. Stylish. Yeah. So I do like this box. This box is really helpful. And it's it's secure. It yeah. it it holds everything that I need in it. And I've tried different firearms in here, and it actually does work. It's the foam is pretty pretty compliant. Yeah, it's pretty pliable. Right. And that that'll keep it away from kids or yep strangers. I mean, and that's probably something. If you husbands. have one of these, that's probably something else you should practice with as well. I was just thinking about that. I was like, people dry fire. Yeah, you know their so firearm. You, you probably should this. dry fire, not dryer fire, but. And do Practice it at night with all the lights it. off. Doesn't have to have a gun in it. Just That's have the all thing. The like off. you can totally do this with your eyes closed as long as you have that. If you, you know, know combination, it's a feel. Yeah. You don't. You don't have to do anything. I don't have to look at anything. So you don't have to push one button before the next button before the next button. Mm-mm. It's just a combination of. And, and it's like all at the same time. So it's almost instinct. As long as you know that code, it's almost instinct, and you can just do it with your and eyes how many closed. Are there? Four in the top and one thumb. 
Oh, the oh the thumb is the kicker of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. I mean, I like it. I just want those buttons. I would rather have these buttons right. on the for the left hand. Well, I think that's an awesome product. And how do people find it? Um, stopboxusa.com. And make sure to use that code GOR15 for 15% off. Yeah, what the heck. Go for it, folks. Yep. It's another reason to listen to Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. What was that? My mic's not on. There, it's The on. answer. You just didn't <laughs> think it was on. You didn't even know. Hey, PRMI Mortgage, folks. You need to go to PRMIRES.com backslash Alpine. Why? Because home mortgage interest rates have dropped. And if you're looking to buy a refi or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris a call at 619-722-1303 or just go to primeres.com backslash Alpine. All right. Hey, we have got the busiest lawyer in San Diego County, if not California. His name is John Dillon, and he's got some great news for us. Hopefully it's all positive. Hello. I think it's hey, good. guys. How's hey, it what's up, John? Yeah, we didn't mean to wake you. What are you doing? <laughs> His mic wasn't oh, on yeah, either. It's just the sound of your voice, man. It's I know. It's good. memorizing, isn't it, though? So, <laughs> so how you doing? I know you've been busy as you know what. Yeah, no, there's a, a lot of stuff has uh, been happening recently, and so I thought it would be a good idea to come on here and give uh, the listeners an update. And, and again, for once, it's uh, some good news. Well, we're listening. All righty. So uh, this has to do with the Miller v. Becerra case, and this is the case where it is a Second Amendment challenge to the state of California's Assault Weapon Control Act. So this is our lawsuit that challenges uh, all the laws uh, surrounding you know, the state defining certain firearms as assault weapons if they are semi-automatic and have any number of, you know, what we like to call evil features, um, like a pistol grip, uh, you know, a adjustable stock, a flash hider. So, you know, if you have a semi-automatic rifle and it has a pistol grip or a flash hider on it, it's magically deemed an assault weapon under California law. But if you take off those little that little plastic grip and change that flash hider to a compensator and, and fix your stock, you know, it magically becomes a legal weapon, even though that the gun hasn't actually changed at all. It still fires the same bullets. It still has the same rate of fire. All the mechanics and everything about it function the same. Uh, so that's kind of what we're dealing with. These uh, you know, overbearing laws, they address rifles, pistols, shotguns, and now uh, another separate category of firearms. So we have assault weapons, which classifies as assault rifles, assault shotguns, assault pistols, and assault firearms. Um, so... This case uh, has challenged that, uh, and you know we got to go back a while because in you know with all this COVID stuff, it's been a, uh, we've had somewhat of a pause on, on all these cases going for a little while now. 
But back in January, February of this year, uh, the plaintiffs, us, we filed a motion for preliminary injunction. Uh, while that was going on, the state actually filed a motion to dismiss. Uh, they were trying to claim that uh, we lacked standing uh, to challenge certain uh, penal code sections in the Assault Weapon Control Act. And now, uh, if you don't have standing in a case, that means you can't file the case. You can't complain about it. You can't challenge it uh, if you don't have standing. So if the state was successful on their motion to dismiss, it would have dismissed a number of sections that we challenged uh, with the Assault Weapon Control Act. So what now, was their – what, what oh, before, before I go any further, what was their reasoning? Why did they – why did the state – what was their argument or what, what did they try to say um, yeah, so to convince were, the court uh, that there was there, no standing? Yeah, so there's a lot of sections that were involved uh, in the penal code because, remember, the Assault Weapon Control Act, it's composed of a large number of different penal code sections that cross-reference each other and also encompasses a whole list of regulations from the California Code of Regulations. So there's a bunch of laws. It's not just one little line on uh, in the law that we have to deal with. And the state tried to argue that there were certain sections uh, of the penal code that just we didn't apply to. Uh, for example, one you know one penal code section you know states that assault weapons uh, are considered a nuisance if you were to illegally have one, or um, you know another section regulated assault weapons through inheritance. So if you were to be inheriting, or someone tried to inherit a, an assault a registered assault weapon uh, in California, there are restrictions on that. Or if you're importing an assault weapon because you're moving into California, you know what are the regulations and restrictions that come with that. So they tried to argue that because the individual plaintiffs in this case didn't ha like, you know, we didn't have a, a plaintiff moving into California with a registered assault weapon or an assault weapon by definition, that we can't challenge that section of the law. Uh, does that make sense? <laughs> oh, sure. We're right on top of it. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's a couple areas. They, they, it was all technicalities, nuance kind of stuff that you know, they just tried to get rid of as many different areas of the law that they could um, as fast as they could. But we got some good news uh, just last week. The, the court actually denied uh, the state's motion to dismiss entirely. So all of their arguments, the, state, the court said, nope, uh, I don't agree. I believe that the plaintiffs have standing. And the court found that we had standing based on, uh, you know, on all the claims that we've brought up in large part flowing from the criminal penalties that you face if you violate any of these assault weapon regulations. You know, when we're talking about, you know, messing up, you know, putting the wrong grip on your rifle or, you know, putting the, a flash hider instead of a compensator or, you know, not transporting your, you know, registered assault weapon properly, you know, the, the, they're felony punishments that come with all of this. This isn't, you know, a slap on the wrist infraction hey, just, you know, put on the right plastic grip with a little fin on it and we're okay, no harm, no foul, you know, on your way, citizen. These are, you know, significant felony charges that come along with any violation of these regulations. You know, just possessing an assault weapon, uh, you know, like I said, if you have the wrong grip attached to it, you know, by accident, because, you know, let's face it, these laws are very complicated. Uh, if you have the wrong grip on your gun, uh, you can get a felony for just possessing it 
and having the wrong grip on. So uh, the court said that, you know, you know, in all of this stuff, when it comes to the Assault Weapon Control Act, the fact that there are major penalties associated with, you know, having the wrong configuration of these firearms, you know, they're standing and they're standing for all the plaintiffs for all the claims. Um, Do you think that, do you think the state, I mean, is this just something you have to do? Or, I mean, you know, I guess what I'm asking, do you think the state actually believes their own, you know, BS? BS? I personally ask myself that question a lot because a lot of times I'll read an argument from the state and I, you know, you know, we, we talk to the, the attorneys and that are involved with the attorney general's office and throughout these cases. And there's times where I just, I'm like, I don't, I can't fathom someone actually believing what the state is spewing out. Uh, <laughs> that's a personal feeling that I've had when I've read some of the state's arguments. Uh, but you never know. Uh, they 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 write it on paper and that's what they allege. So I guess we have to assume they believe it. <laughs> they write it on uh, paper and that's what they allege. That's like. it. If they can write yeah. it, they believe it. But I, is this something they do? I mean, could you? Were you? Ex- would you have been surprised had they not? You know, done this. I mean, this is. It seems like it's something they just kind of have. You know, they go through the motions and they have to at least say that they tried to get the case dismissed. Yeah, I mean, as a defendant in, in a case, they're going to try to, you know, every mechanism that they can to to get rid of this case uh, as fast as they can. You know, that's the attorneys on the defendant side, the state side, that's their prerogative to get rid of this case as fast as they can and win. So, uh, you know, it's not surprising that they, they brought a motion to dismiss. You know, that's, they're doing their job as attorneys and we're doing ours. Well, yeah. So, um the state or the, the court denied this thing. And one of the more interesting, you know, sentences that the, the court wrote in this order, and I encourage everyone to go on firearmspolicy.org slash Miller or backslash Miller. Uh, you can look at all of these documents that are uploaded on Firearms Policy Coalition's website. So you can read them yourself if you want to, uh, and you can follow along with updates and all that. But one of the great parts in this order is after the, the court is talking about all the various penalties that can you know be slapped on you for you know messing up and having the wrong configuration of firearm, is uh, quote the result is that any law-abiding citizen may lose his liberty, and parenthetical not ironically his Second Amendment rights as a result of exercising his constitutional right to keep and bear arms if the arm falls within a complicated legal definition of a, quote, assault weapon. If ever the existence of a state statute had a chilling effect on the exercise of a constitutional right, this is it. So I I found that a very important uh, quote in, in that order because it's showing that, look, you know, the fact that these penalties get levied on law-abiding citizens for technicalities, that in and of itself, that shows that this is, this whole structure is meant to keep people from exercising their rights. Wow. So were you surprised that, that you guys basically won on this little battle? I'm not surprised because, you know, we wouldn't have brought this challenge if we really didn't believe that, right. that it was an unconstitutional regulation restriction on you know, our Second Amendment rights. Like, gotcha. I firmly believe with every, every fiber of my being that, the Assault Weapon Control Act is wholly unconstitutional and unlawful, and it should not be placed. It should not be here. It should be gone. It should be stricken entirely. Right. Uh, so 
uh, I believe we have the, the strong, logical, more rational argument that it's consistent with not only Constitution, but mm-hmm. with, you know, our United States Supreme Court uh, President Heller, DCV Heller. So um, I'm glad uh, and very happy with this decision. I, I believe that the court made the right decision. Uh, and I think uh, it'll be nice to keep moving forward on this case. All right. Hey, David Chong's not going to be able to call in. Do we want to hold him yeah, over? Yeah, we do. We got we have more to talk about. Yeah, because I'd like to. We'd like to get your opinion on the latest appointment to the uh, grand jury, if that the would Supreme be Supreme Court. Okay. Supreme yeah. Court. Yeah. Sound good? <laughs> yes. All right. Don't go anywhere. This is Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, Melissa, quick. How do we get a discount on that cool-looking safe? Oh, it's a raffle. We're giving it away. Oh, we're giving it away? Yeah, all you have to do is, you know, just put your email in. And then we're going to pull them out of a hat? Yep. You just go to gunownersradio.com, sign up for their email address, and then you guys are going to pick a winner, and they're going to get a, a free stop box okay john dylan's t- sending us an email as we speak yeah. i have a funny feeling <laughs> you know what we're talking about john have you ever seen a stop box yes i have we knew you would uh yeah, you know, i i'm a gun owner man so <laughs> i i'm always looking at the new stuff that comes out and i got kids and so oh, having yeah. a, a good place to quickly be able to Give a firearm in case I need it while still having it safely uh, stored is always a good thing for me. Absolutely. Hey, folks, thousands of new gun owners just found out what San Diego gun owners already knew. AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon has the widest selection of guns in the county. Hundreds of new and used guns in stock and everything you could want for an AR-15. AO Sword is also a professional gunsmith with a full machine shop for cleaning, repair, upgrade, customization, even Cerakote. Check out A.O. Sword on Facebook or AOSword.com. Yes, Michael. So, John, we had a question come in, and it's uh, perfect for an attorney, which I believe you happen to be. Uh, (laughs) They wrote in and said, I went through an approximate 90-minute process at the local gun store yesterday to complete the paperwork for a private party transfer. One of the items the store required was paperwork stating that I had a gun safe at home including the make and model. I don't remember this paperwork being required when I purchased a new pistol in July. I was wondering if you folks could comment on this. Is it required? Seems extremely intrusive to me. If you have time to address, I'd appreciate it. That comes in from a San Diego County Gun Owners member. So uh, when you're doing a private party transfer, is it required that you prove? I think what they're referring to, John, is is if you buy a gun. A gun safe affidavit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Can you go into that yeah. a little bit? Yeah, so part of uh, you know California's uh, restrictions and regulations on owning and even possessing firearms is when you purchase a firearm, you have to, and if you don't want to have to buy uh, an individual, uh, you know, I call them cable locks for your firearm, uh, you can sign uh, the gun safe affidavit form, which states that you have uh, a specific DOJ approved safe at home in which you can properly, you know, store your firearm locked up. And so you sign that stating, you know, hey, yes, I am, you know, agreeing and 
stating officially that I have one of these safes at home uh, in order to safely you know, store the firearm. And I think when he bought his gun a few months ago, they probably just included a cable lock with it, so he didn't have to sign the affidavit at the time. It's probably why he didn't have to deal probably with that. Probably something along those lines, yeah. Well, there you go. You, you happen to send in the message at the right time. We happen to have an attorney that here right. to uh, to answer. So you win a free hat? And, oh, no, that's the wrong segment. That's the wrong segment. <laughs> <laughs> you were, Wait, you did not stump Yeah, John. you did not <laughs> stop, stump John, so you don't get nothing. Yeah, stump my attorney. I like that. We have to do it. We have to start that. That's what he needs. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, so that'll keep me on my toes. So just to recap the last segment, uh, the the assault weapons ban is going to court. Uh, you and some other attorneys are are on the case. Uh, San Diego County gun owners and some other members of San Diego County gun owners are the plaintiffs. And if you guys win, uh, you know, obviously it's got to go through you know some appeals process. It's going to take a long time. This is going to happen tomorrow. But the idea is to get rid of the uh, get rid of the assault weapons ban in California. That's the idea. That's the plan. Okay. Um, so, uh, what else, What about your other case? What, what's going on? Can you comment? What's going on with your uh, uh, Jones case? Uh, Jones, uh, we filed a preliminary injunction, and we, we are still waiting uh, on uh, the decision from the court regarding that motion. So, there's no real update there. But I do actually have an additional update uh, for you guys on the Miller case. Okay. So, again, going back to the assault weapon case, uh, you know, we got the order denying the state's motion to dismiss. Uh, and I think a lot of people are going to be happy to hear that we actually also have a hearing date uh, for our preliminary injunction motion. Oh, set they set October the 19th. October 19th. I got I to slap on the monkey suit and go down to court. <laughs> yeah, you do. Hey, we got another. Yeah, so we, you got time for another question? Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, Greg wants to know, how can a state make laws that violate the Second Amendment? Well, that's, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I, I could probably sit on, on this phone and talk to you for 48 hours straight uh, on all of that. But, uh, yeah, that's the, the, the whole argument it comes down to. We have the Constitution. I feel that it was pretty clear in you know, what they wanted when they wrote those amendments. Uh, not only the second, but, you know, the Bill of Rights, in my opinion, is pretty clear. And he says, uh, and he says, why can I own a gun in one state and not another? That's Again, uh, now we're jumping into the Tenth Amendment with states' rights and federal regulation. Yeah. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff, and we can do a long talk on that. Right. But essentially, uh, this is it. The, the government is... You know, they're doing what they do. The government tries to seize more power, seize more control. Uh, and, you know, we have that's why we have the Constitution. That's why we have the Bill of Rights. You know, they're, they're negative rights, meaning they are restrictions on the government. They're not restrictions on the people. Uh, and I think people need to be reminded of that. Uh, you know, the, this the Bill of Rights was to tell the government, you are not going to be doing this to the citizens of the United States. And it's it's not something that said, hey, you know, we're the government's giving you the right to bear arms. That's not how this was written. It was codified pre-existing rights, uh, is what the you know the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, really you know intended there. So that's why we go to court. That's why we're challenging this stuff because we believe the government's overstepped, and we're gonna hopefully be able to push them back. So speaking of the courts, one thing we wanted to get your feedback on is. Uh 
Trump is looking to uh, appoint Amy, I hope I say her name right, Amy Coney Barrett um, to the Supreme Court uh, in, in place of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who passed away a couple weeks ago here now, or just over uh-huh. a week ago. Uh, what do you know about uh, Amy Coney Barrett, and what are your thoughts on uh, her, and, and do you think we can get this done before November? Yeah, so uh, I, I first of all, I think, you know, uh, just add one more thing to just cause both the left and the right to want to kill each other over mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the nomination uh, and, you know, the affirming of uh, this new judge, the Supreme Court. It, it's going to get interesting uh, if it not already has. But, uh, yeah, so we have uh, Trump nominated uh, Judge Barrett and, you know, from everything I've read, uh, you know, there's really nothing you can say against her. Um, she She's definitely qualified. There's no question about that. Um, and, and, you know, the, the president has the, the full authority to nominate a, a judge for a vacancy. And it is the Senate's job to, you know, confirm uh, or deny that nomination. And there's nothing uh, in the Constitution uh, that states that you can't do it in an election year. And I know people are going to fight tooth and nail over that process and, you know, whether or not it should be done before the election. But, you know, there's nothing in the law that says you can't do it. Well, they're, and they're already attacking her for being Catholic, which is unbelievable. I, I mean, it's not like, you know, I yeah, mean, you know it's fairly mainstream. This, this is America, and and we are a, a bunch of people that come from all different ethnicities, backgrounds, and religions, and we are free to exercise those religions. So uh, I don't care what religion you are. Uh, if you're applying the Constitution and applying the law as it should be applied, I have no problem. Right. And I've seen nothing that would indicate that uh, someone's religion or this judge's religion has influenced uh, the way she interprets the law. Uh, You know, I I, frankly, I don't care what religion she is. Uh, It doesn't matter as long as she uh, applies the law and the Constitution. But see, I don't think the left cares. They don't care what the situation is. People that are going to try to to make all sorts of claims. And the fact is, is, you know, we have the checks and balances and, you know, uh, she's a qualified judge, sure. federal judge. She's yeah. been nominated, and if the Senate confirms her, then that's it. There's, she, there's no there's argument, no, yeah. and that's it. And she signed and, up. She's decided in favor of the Second Amendment before, right? Didn't she sign on to a dissenting opinion somewhere along the way? Yeah, so it's pretty interesting. So that that was one of the things, you know, as soon as she was uh, nominated, or even before that, people were kind of digging into her past decisions to try to get a feel for, you know, where she stands uh, on the Second Amendment. And, yeah, we there's a dissenting opinion written by her on a pretty interesting case, and it involves, uh, you know, felons. You know, if you're convicted of a felony, you're prohibited from your Second Amendment rights for the rest of your life. It's a lifetime ban. Uh, and there was, uh, I think it was a couple of individuals that challenged this and basically said, look, I was convicted of a nonviolent felon that had no, you know, victim. I didn't hurt anyone. I didn't threaten anyone. Um, and so even though it was a felony, I shouldn't be prohibited for life. I, I've you know, either con- done my probation or done my time. I'm, you know, now a member of society. I have a job. I have a family. You know, the fact that I had a nonviolent 
felony conviction years ago shouldn't prohibit me from exercising my rights. And she, uh, you know, the courts actually, you know, denied that case and, and said, no, you were going to uphold the fact that you're prohibited. And she wrote a dissenting opinion saying, look, you know, the fact is that there's nothing to show that these people that were convicted of nonviolent felonies, that they're a danger to society. And, you know, one of the things about the Second Amendment, this is a, a deeply enshrined right for everyone in this country. Uh, and, you know, to strip someone of that right for life, that's a big deal. And, you know, I, I, I like the way that dissent was written. Uh, it, it challenged law and it didn't just kind of paint the broad brush and saying, oh, if you had a felony, then, you know, you're banned for life. And, you know, for the people that, you know, kind of eyebrows raise up when they hear about a felony conviction, you got to think about how many laws are in place right now. It is so easy. Every single day, we all go outside, we all break a law, whether we know it or not. There are so many laws in the books. Every one of us breaks a law every single day. Yep. There, there's no question about that. Um, and we got to ask ourselves, is it right to strip someone of a fundamental, inalienable right for their entire life, regardless of if they've paid their debt to society, regardless if they've performed their life, and regardless if they never hurt anyone, never did anything to you know, cause a, a victim type thing? So uh, I think it was well-reasoned. And you know, the fact that that's a, a very tough subject to to deal with you know no one likes you know the 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 subjects with regard to felonies and felons and you know you, people try to shy away from that stuff so let me ask you one last question before we let you go because we've got a minute or two what do you think about this deal with bloomberg paying to take all of these prisoners out of jail so they can vote i think the the funniest and most ironic thing that could happen is they vote the way Bloomberg doesn't want. You know, I yeah. don't know if they had to sign a contract that says, "Oh, now you paid this, I gotta go vote the way you want me to." I think it'd be hysterical. But isn't that illegal? Isn't that illegal? That's like paying for votes. You know, I, I haven't looked into it. Yeah. I, I honestly, what? at this point, there's just so much going on that to try to delve into all that, it, you'll make your head numb. All right. But let's just hope for the irony and that he just pays for his side to lose. I hope so, too. It'd be the best. All right, buddy. Folks, John Dillon, that is the man if you ever, ever, ever need law. And thanks for hanging for two two segments. Uh, tell your wife we no owe problem. her flowers. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio on FM. 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right. Well, welcome back. And don't forget, it is thanks to our sponsors that we get to broadcast and bring you the best two hours of Second Amendment content in the nation. So please, right now, check out the website at Attorney John Dillon, U.S. Law Shield, Firearms Legal Protection, A.O. Sword and El Cajon, PRMI Mortgage, and get yourself a Cali Key. Need to find out more information on our sponsors? Simple. Go to gunownersradio.com. Well, it's kind of a sad afternoon. <laughs> Sam the gunman took the day off. He took the day off. But you said you filled it with a stellar guest. Heck yeah. Greta Mortrell, are you on the line? I am. Greta is joining us. You she got some big shoes to fill, young lady. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. 
Greta is joining us. She is a uh, ten ring member of San Diego County Gun Owners. She is an uh, extremely active in the Second Amendment community. Um, very accomplished and very talented when it comes to shooting and, and teaching and and uh, everything having to do with guns. So uh, I invited her on the show today to talk about sexism. Um, and uh, you know, we actually just talked. Now, Greta, you're you're a woman. Correct. <laughs> good. We're off to a good start already. Brad, Melissa yes. and, and Melissa, proudly feminine. There you go. And Melissa, you're a woman. Yes. Last I checked. And we just talked about how they're trying to keep a woman off the Supreme Court. How does that? How does that make you feel, Melissa? When we're, we're President Trump's trying to put a woman on the Supreme Court, and they're attacking her every which way to make sure that she doesn't get on. How does that make you feel? And it's sad. And to be honest with you, I, I I'm not the the face of feminism. I I feel like. Just put someone who's good in. I don't care what sex they are. Just put there someone who's you good in. Go. I'm not about, exactly. like, you need to put a woman in. It's like, no, just put someone who's good in. Well, there you go. Uh, and, uh, Greta, I know that you're, you're, probably, you're a big fan of, of, the, of uh, his Supreme Court pick, aren't you? I am. But, again, it's for her accomplishments. I don't tend to lean toward gender, genderism. I mean, I just I want who's good, who's good at the job. It's, it's not about that. Well, perfect. Okay, good, good, good. Now, what we're going to talk about is the roster, though. We just want, I would want to touch on that a little bit. But we wanted to talk about the roster, the handgun roster, the, the safe handgun roster in California, um, where basically uh, in order for a manufacturer to sell their gun through a dealer in California, they have to put the pistol through a series of tests, um, which they did for years, not a problem, but then they started adding these other requirements and one that is uh quite literally impossible to accomplish is the micro stamping which which basically means that the firing pin has to micro stamp a a a code onto the um, brass so that when the brass is ejected um they know which gun the uh, uh brass came from that sounds like a great idea that sounds like you know csi miami and it sounds wonderful but the reality is it's impossible to accomplish so one of the guns that uh, – so if you can't pass that test, you can't sell your gun through a dealer in California, period. End of story. No workaround. That's all. And, and it's, it's turned into what's, what, what I call a de facto gun ban. Uh, in effect, we have pistols uh, – the only pistols, I should say, the only pistol we can buy are you know 50, models that are 15 years old because you really can't add new pistols. One of those pistols, and, and by the way, San Diego, you can now get a CCW in San Diego for the first time in decades, which is fantastic. A lot, of, a lot of people, a lot of women, a lot of men are going out and getting their CCW, but there are very few carry options. Um, there are very few pistols that are small enough, but one of those that you cannot buy in California is the Smith & Wesson Shield EZ. Now, Greta, tell everybody, what's, what, t- tell everybody a little bit about the Smith & Wesson Shield EZ. Well, first, I just want to say that I do find it glaringly ironic that all these California laws passed under the guise of gun safety, like the roster and even Prop 63 and the assault rifle definitions, actually make illegal the very attributes that make using them safer and easier. That's the irony. The easy shield, I mean, what's great about it is for women that are weaker or have arthritis or even senior citizens. I mean, it's, it's not only sexist, it's actually ageist as well because they want to protect themselves. And the, some of the, the handguns 
it's really hard for them to rack it back. They can't. They just don't have the strength for it. And then even loading a magazine. So what they did for the Shield Easy is they put little tabs on the magazine that helps release that tension so that they can load it easier. They also have the safeties in the grip so they don't have to kind of wrap their arthritic finger around the hinged trigger. They do that. And plus the slide is a lot easier to move. It's a lot lighter. So the Smith so, normally go ahead. Uh, uh, go, uh, so the Smith and Wesson Shield uh, easy. Uh, the Shield is actually it's a very popular carry gun. A lot of people who get their CCW, yeah. Um, Melissa has one right here. It's it's one of the few options. It's very reliable. It's very easy to use. Um, it's very comfortable. It fits nicely, right? Fits nicely in their hand. It feels good. But then when they try to actually operate it, it's pretty tight. It's a tight gun, and it's hard. It's, I mean, even for me, I, every time I go to use mine, I'm like, wow, I forget how tight that is and how hard it is to, to rack that thing back. You think it's going to break in, but it never does. So the, the, the shield, you can get all day long in California. But what right. they did is they said, all right, well, we're going to make this thing a little more easy for uh, people who maybe don't have the grip strength. Um, right. uh, so that they can, you know, uh, carry the, the same firearm, the same reliable, you know, easy to use firearm that they can fit in a holster, you know, in their purse or in their uh, waistband, whatever. We're going to make it a little bit easier for them to to rack the slide, to load the the, the firearm, to mm -hmm. uh, you know. Uh, but the problem is, the state of California said, nope, we can't sell that here because it doesn't have a piece of technology that is impossible to make and doesn't exist. So where does that leave? Uh, now, you do a lot of teaching, uh, for especially women. I don't teach. I'm not an instructor, but I do host and I do mentor with the Not Me SD and try to organize some additional classes for them. But I do not teach. I'm not an instructor. Not, not a professional instructor, but as a, as a, as a hobby. You, You're a mentor. Yeah. Right. Right. So mentor. where does that leave uh, a lot of the folks that, uh, that, that you work with or see or know who, who want to, you know, have a firearm that, that they can easily operate? It's hard. I mean, I go there with several guns for them to try. I mean, with all the usual suspects, you know, your Glocks and your Shield. And I've struggled with some of the women that are older and weaker or, I mean, you'd be surprised. I mean, they have arthritic hands that just don't wrap around those handguns as easily. And the ones that I want to recommend and that are popularly popular on uh, like the Facebook shooting sisterhood, you always see the same recommendations and they're ones that we can't get in California. Yeah. The shield easy. They're going to ask for, they'll also ask for the SIG P365, the Springfield Hellcat for reasons that they're smaller. Don't forget. We also have a smaller frame. We also want to look for guns that we can protect ourselves with a nice amount of rounds, but be able to conceal it on ourselves. We have to think about that. I mean, if the, if the Duncan case showed us anything in the arguments, it's that it really does make a difference how many rounds you have, if you read the argument. The Duncan case difference. on normal capacity magazines that uh, Correct. Uh, CRPA and NRA are doing. The guns that are on the roster for us, that are going to be small enough to conceal, we're going to get like six rounds, you know, and it's smaller. Or you can try to have a gun that you're not going to be able to handle as well, or you're not going to be able to conceal it as well. Don't forget, we dress differently. I mean, as, as much as I don't like to talk about 
gender differences, I'm also very proudly feminine. I want to still be able to dress like a woman and conceal carry. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to sacrifice that in order to protect my life, right? Right. I agree. That's a dilemma my wife is in. She cannot rack. I have a Smith & Wesson 9mm. She cannot rack it. I well, don't that's, that's all about training, too. Yeah, so, I, I agree. Yes, because like I, I know that, yes, the the CZ, or not CZ, but the, <laughs> the Shield 9, it is hard to rack. However, when I train people, and I know I've trained many people who were older, too, and it is hard for them to rack, yes, but the technique that you use to show them how to rack differently, instead of a pull, mm-hmm. I do a pull-push with the the, the grip hand. Mm. So it's easier to push with that hand right. than to completely rack it so with there, just the one so, hand. So, so it's a different way of teaching. There's a different way of teaching different techniques. But the point I want to make, and the reason I had Greta come on and talk about this, is that uh, the argument for this safe handgun roster is that uh, they want to make sure that uh, they, they keep uh, dangerous firearms away from people mm. Or, or, the, or the idea that if it's not on the safe handgun roster, that it's something exotic or dangerous mm-hmm. or something like that. The reality is, no, that's not what's happening. It's keeping people away from modern technology. It's keeping away from uh, keeping people away from guns that are easier for them to rack, for easier for them to use. Um, it's not stopping crime. It's not yeah. stopping criminals. So. That's not right. why they're doing this. It's not it has why, nothing yeah. to do with stopping crime. So, Greta, I appreciate yeah, you coming on the show. Thank you so much. I, I'm, I'm glad you could come on and talk about that. And thank you for all the volunteer work that you do for Not Me SD. You're absolutely wonderful. Thank you. And you filled oh, Sam's you. shoes. You. you filled <laughs> Sam's shoes perfectly. I just want you to know. Um, but with heels. Thank you. But with thank heels. You. Exactly. Heels. <laughs> Thanks, Kiddo. All right, folks. Hey, if you're listening on Facebook, YouTube, on the podcast, make sure you hit like and subscribe. And please support our sponsors, Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com, San Diego County Gun Owners, STCGO.org, U.S. Law Shield, Cali Key, PRMI Mortgage, the Dillon Law Group, and Ailes Sword. Thanks to Michael Swartz, Digital Master. Well, actually, it's not him. It's Randy that helped us out. So go to GunOwnersRadio.com for podcasts and up-to-date information.